Welcome everybody to the Ville House Podcast. I am your host, Cruz Robbie Villanueva, alongside my beautiful co-host in articulation, Holly Nicole Villanueva. What's up, babes? Hello. Was that better? I don't remember what I complained about last week. About me not saying your name as drawn out as I did mine. Oh, because you rushed my name to hurry up and get over with it. Nope, because at first you was like, you never say my entire name. You I don't say remember your that argument. Name. You said you were going to look like, it up, okay. but you didn't. I didn't, because you didn't bet me. I said, you want to bet? I will. And you're like, no. So there was no point in doing it then. That's true. But here we are. Here we are with a long drawn out name. Yeah. And today is a very special day. Can we break the news? I don't know if we're allowed yet. Probably not. I mean, it's already out to the whole world. Yeah, everybody basically knows. So, sure. Can we? They didn't tell me not to. <laughs> <laughs> don't post it on Facebook. Does that count for a podcast? They didn't tell me don't post it on Facebook. It's already on Facebook. Yeah, go ahead. I'm giving you permission. I'll take the heat. All right. <laughs> so, today is a very special day because today. Or around today, last year, I found out I got promoted, and it was a big old party. Today, Holly found out she got promoted. Did she is up? She has a line number, which means at some point in the next year she will be promoted to the next rank. But it is she. What am I trying to say? She has been given the rank. You just got to wait to put it on. I've been selected. You've been selected. Selected for promotion. Selected for promotion, which is a pretty big deal because it's E7 uh, for you. Everybody that's military knows how uh, significant that is. Those that aren't in the military, uh, at E7 you become, in the Air Force, or everywhere else, you become a senior non-commissioned officer, which is a pretty big deal, and it's a memorable yeah. one. So, And it's not easy to get there. It's not easy to get there. Um, you know, I had high hopes. Like, I busted my ass these past few years. Like, really, I would say just grinding it out, trying to, like, do all the things to check the boxes to, like, get to the next rank. Um, I'm super excited about it. But uh, I would say over the past few days, like, so every year try to break this down to where it makes sense but every year um only a certain percentage of the people who are eligible for that rank get selected um and over the past few days like the the statistics have trickled out so um only 14 percent of everybody eligible made it this year so i started getting discouraged i think i was like oh i'm not gonna be upset if i don't make it like the percentage is really low it's my first time um but i would have been upset what are the numbers? It, like, how many out of how many promoted? Uh, I don't. Do you have it? No, I I don't have it. But fourteen uh, percent is a low number. When the year that I promoted, it was like twenty-two percent mm-hmm. overall. And uh, last year was eighteen, I think. It hasn't been this low since nineteen seventy-seven. No, was last year last was when I promoted. It was twenty-two percent. You didn't. Oh yeah, I guess you did make it last year. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, like, looking back, the last time that the promotion rate was this low was in 1977. It's been a while. Yes. It's low. Um, So, I don't know, it makes it a little bit, uh, I guess it makes it mean a little bit more to me that, like, it was my first time, and 
the promotion rate was so low and I still was selected. Yeah. I, uh, you don't give yourself enough credit because, like you said, you did all the things that you were supposed to and some, right, or like a whole lot more. But it paid off. Well, one, you're getting promoted. But prior to that, like, you stood a really good chance because you got strat strat you got the stratification yeah. within our unit which means basically you're ranked one through five or whatever amongst uh what is it like 50 people mm -hmm. or maybe a little bit less but anyways if you're ranked one of those one through five you get extra points when it comes to promotion and mm -hmm. uh you you literally got the top spot yeah. And <clears throat> the percentage for those people getting prom promoted is really freaking high. Like, it's almost a given. Um, but I think even if you wouldn't have had that uh, stratification, I think you still would have been on there. Just because you have really good records and you've done a whole lot of shit. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm super excited about it. Like, very thankful um, and just and nervous. I would say... I. I got really, I don't know, I would like to think of myself as a good leader. I'd like to think of myself as a good mentor while still, like, being fully aware that I have so much more to learn. Um, there's so much I don't know and things I need to grow in as an NCO and as just a person in general. But um, I think uh, I got really nervous. And it took, like, uh, I told my bosses I won't like name drop them but I told them like hey you know I got really nervous it I I wanted it to happen but when it did happen it was more of a like oh shit this is real yeah um and people's careers can balance in my own like in my hands and that's a it's a big weight to take on so I'm yeah a, yeah it's hard it's uh yeah it's it's hard to like understand not understand I don't I don't know the words I'm looking for, but it's hard to understand like what the responsibility means until you're actually given the responsibility. It's like you know what it is, but it doesn't matter because you don't hold that responsibility responsibility until you do. And then once you hold it, you're like, oh, shit, like just like you're saying, it's real. Mm -hmm. Now I really have to step my game up like because it's not just me. It's other people. I will say one thing about the timing of me promoting so I will probably promote around, I don't know, probably like February or March of next year. Um, but one really good thing is I will go to my next unit as a master sergeant. Yeah. So I won't have, I won't run into what you ran into where it's um, like you're, you, I won't say you struggled, but it was harder for you to like find your footing in a place where everyone knew you as a tech sergeant and then you started leading as a master sergeant. I was, yeah, I was in a pretty unique position where, uh, at least the way I feel and the way I see it is like the odds were stacked against me pretty much at every corner. Um, yeah, but I guess I had, I had some people fighting for me and like put me in the right position, ultimately put me in the right position or, a, or a good position. And, uh, but yeah, like I promoted amongst my peers and it's hard, like when you're, working with people and this can go like in any profession right like mm -hmm. when you're working with people whether you're at a grocery store you're at a construction site you're in the military like your peers and you're joking joking around with people you get into the same kind of shit right you have the same struggles and then you promote and you, all of a sudden you're the boss 
and then you're the one that's handing out orders and people are asking you questions and and it's like yesterday you were this person and the next day you're not and And you can't be the person like shooting the shit and hanging out no and And, uh, the lines they tend to get blurred but you you know right away at least in my case like i knew right away or i felt it right away the shift in Mm -hmm. like appear to a subordinate yeah which is always weird and uh so that and i had a really steep learning curve like in a in this kind of leadership position because mm-hmm. there was so much behind the curtain behind the scenes that i didn't know was going on or how it operated or anything like that um because for two reasons uh one nobody took the time to like groom me for that mm-hmm. uh, because i was one of the ones that was like well this person's probably there's more of a chance of this person not getting promoted than this person getting promoted and then uh second I also never took the the initiative to be like, well, I want to learn that position because uh, eventually I'm going to be in that position. Yeah. Uh, because I honestly thought, well, it's going to take me another year or two before I actually promote. Lo and behold, like I got it on the first try. So there was a lot going on behind the scenes that I had to learn about and how to operate along with learning how to uh, be the boss of my peers it's definitely a struggle, but, like, the position I'm in now, I am learning so much as, one, as an NCO and a leader, but, two, as, as just seeing all the stuff that happens behind the scenes. Because, I guess in my mind, I knew, so, I'm, like, I got hired into a job um, that's typically an officer position, but... um. I guess I didn't realize how much leadership really does like shelter people from. Um, And, you know, you think like, oh, yeah, there's stuff happening behind the scenes, yada, yada. But like it's so much shit that the commanders are just fighting for and stiff arming and pushing off and um, like literally sheltering people from so they can just come to work and job it. And like seeing that it's. It's helping me, like, one, learn how to navigate, like, difficult situations. But also, um, it's teaching me, like, like kind of the insight as to what's happening. Um, even though you don't, like, have to know it's happening. Like, you might not know all the ins and outs of it happening. But you know, like, this type of thing is happening behind the scenes. And so, I'm learning a lot. And hopefully, it'll, like, groom me to be a better senior NCO when I put on Master Sergeant. But... It's, um, I'm nervous. I'm excited. I'm extremely thankful, but, uh, it's, it's still, I guess it hasn't really sank in. Like it doesn't feel fully real yet. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. That, I mean, that's how I felt too. It didn't feel real until, because it's a while before you actually put on the rank. Uh, yeah. so, but you're going to start, people will know that you're in line to get one there to promote so you're going to get started you're going to start getting a lot more responsibility i don't know maybe your position maybe not a lot more but uh i feel like i'm already this sounds terrible but i feel like i'm already doing a lot of stuff that a master sergeant would do well you Um, are yeah and so well i think i'll take on more responsibility i don't think it'll take uh 
I don't think it'll be a huge jump for me because the position I'm in, I'm not leading people. Yeah. Um, but like back to how this whole conversation, like what we started with is, um, where you had to go from being up here to being a leader, I will not have that jump. So until I go, until we go to our next base next summer, um, I will not be leading people. So I have that, that time to kind of grow. And when I show up, I will just be an E7. I'll just be a master sergeant. Like they will never know me as a tech sergeant. Yeah. And it's always great to go into a position like that (laughs) because you show up at a new base or a new office or whatever it is. And they don't know. Yeah. Unless the person knows you, like they really don't know. That I put um, on two days ago or yeah. two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So they don't know if you're a veteran master sergeant or somebody that just put on the day before. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting to see, like, um, I will say, you know, I think we talked about it on here a week or two ago, but, um, I recently started mentoring this staff sergeant out in South Dakota. He just reached out to me via the web um, and I'm learning so much, just like <laughs> e-mentoring, I guess, what you would call. Yeah. Um, and I feel like as a supervisor, like I really put in time and effort to the people I'm supervising. Um, and I always ask for like genuine feedback on things I could do better, what I did well. And um, I'm learning so much by just like not knowing this person, you know, and just being able to help them and make them see things. But I think it's I think it's harder for people like us who grew up in a completely different air force than um than the one it is now. Yeah. You know. Like we just it's so different. And so it's a hard it's a hard transition for us to see like like you're a staff sergeant now, you should know how to write an EPR. You're a staff sergeant now, you should know how to write a 206. Not like oh you're a staff sergeant with troops under you. Let me teach you how to write bullets type situation. No, but, and that's not the case. Like you were saying, it's a different, the past, I don't know, uh, five to 10 years has been a lot different of what the air force has become than it was when we were young airmen, because yeah, in, in the air force, once you become an E five, even an E four, like you're expected to start supervising people. Mm-hmm. And you're expected to know how to pretty pretty much do professional writing, so Air Force writing, writing reports. And yeah, you're basically writing performance reports for like, like a civilian equivalent would be like when you get your annual performance report. Yeah, and you're supposed to be doing that for people under the under you. Now, most people don't get that experience until they're ten plus years in, and they're already uh, E6 or whatever it is. And it's like when you should have had that experience early on, you're not getting it. Yeah. We're as a force, I would say people are promoting really quickly with no experience or time to learn what's required in these positions. Yes. Um, and then you have people who have the experience and they've taken the time to learn, but they're salty and they don't want to put in the work anymore. Yeah. Um, so it's like it's a catch twenty two. Well, like I you're mean, gonna th- that was the t- downfall of uh, getting rid of time and grade. Mm-hmm. Like they, the Air Force pretty much said experience doesn't count for anything. Yeah. Um, like I can see the argument where it's like, hey, how many years you put in doesn't always equate to how much experience you have. Yeah. Uh, but it, I don't know. It's just more often than not, I think, 
it counts for something mm-hmm. than just completely discounting how many years somebody has in. So, yeah. but I mean, now that's why you have the fucking three-year staff sergeants or four-year techs or five-year techs or whatever it is. And it's like the best say, say, saying I heard was, or yeah, the best saying that I heard was the one that you told me. It's like the E4 mafia is now the E6 c- cartel. That's for real, man. And it's true. It's because all these these young airmen are getting promoted so fucking quickly. They're in like leadership positions where, but you still have, I don't want to say, I'm going to say it, but you still have the mindset or behavior of an airman. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, and I think, I don't know, I'll try to like be sensitive to it, but I think like, when we grew up in the Air Force, and I say that because we've been in for, like, long enough, you know, like, we grew up into who we are in the Air Force. We've led people. We've supervised. We wrote reports. We've done disciplinary action. Like, we've been through the gamut of this, and then you meet someone who has been to one duty station, and they're pinned on E7. Yeah. Like, like you've been to one base. You've never supervised people. You've never done anything, and you've just promoted so quickly and now you actually have to lead people and you're ruining people's careers. Yes. Because one, you're too self-absorbed to ask for help and you're too immature to understand that the people below you are people as well. And I think from my perspective is when you go through the ranks super fast, you get this, and I don't want to call it like a big head, but you get this... um, like chip on your shoulder that's almost like I made it through the ranks this fast and I'm better than you and you should know these things because I knew them or you should be able to do this because I'm not at that rank anymore Um, and I think it's a it's a hard battle to fight where when when like me and you see an airman going through struggles we have time experience um like lessons learned that we can go try to help that person. And even if we don't, we have the maturity of leaders to be able to empathetically help that person. And then you get someone who is now my peer who promoted, you know, who's been in half the time I've been in. And they're like, like you should be, you're in the military, figure it out. You know, like there's no empathy or no help. And it turns, I think it's a huge problem with our retention rates in the military of just leaders who don't have the experience or the wherewithal to just care. Yeah. And I don't know. I think it's it's a different type of leadership. It is. It is. Oh, man. It is a different type of leadership. And some of that is only – it's because it's a lack of experience. Mm-hmm. Like ultimately, a, a big portion of that is that's what it is. You haven't put in enough time to really like absorb all the different uh, leadership styles or or learn lessons on your own from just fucking up and then mm-hmm. getting better or improving from it. But yeah. the, the problem with like one of the other problems with promoting so fast is you fuck up like that and then you're still getting promoted mm-hmm. or you're still getting rewarded. So it's like the lessons are not being learned 
or they're not being solidified as opposed to like people with experience and granted there's people like go through it and they fuck up either way and they don't learn but uh more often than not it's like people with experience like they go through those tough times and it's like okay well can't do that because this is the consequence and then won't do that again and then move on to the next thing and until they fuck up again it's like well can't do that and then they grow so in my opinion, I think that has a lot to do with just maturity as a person. Yeah. Um, because like you're saying, you know, people can go through these things, like these situations and like somebody with a lot of experience, like you or I, right. They can go in and we can be like, Hey, you know, this is what you're doing and you can't do that. And what they hear is you don't like me. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. that's, that's not what just yes. happened. Like, yeah. Like, I'm trying to make you better. And they're like, well, you're just out to get me. Yeah. And it's like, okay, but, like, I'm not. I just need you to be a better person. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so frustrating to me. Uh, that's but, perfect. That's uh, too perfect. Yeah, I don't know. That's not to say that, like, there's there's uh, there's people that have promoted quickly that actually deserve it. But they're, they are few and far between. Mm-hmm. And I'll throw out Ortiz as an example, like, in my opinion, I mean, other people might see it differently, but like, he's one of the guys that's like, yeah, he definitely deserves it because I work with him and uh, like, I know what he's capable of and I know what he does. So like, I think he definitely deserves it. And he promoted super fast. He's like burning through the ranks quickly. Um, but he's one guy that's like, okay, yeah, he definitely should be putting on that rank so early on. Um, but then there's other people and i'll say like i'll go out on a limb and say most people that promote quickly like that that is not the case and for the simple reason of everything that we're talking about and it's uh it's dangerous it is dangerous because like when you become a senior nco specifically like going from e6 to e7 the jump is so drastic it is like when you're going from e5 to e6 you yes, you get a little more responsibility, but like more or less you're doing the same shit you were doing as an E five. Like if you're like a hard charger, you're doing your job well, they'll give you more responsibility, you'll be responsible for things that a normal E six isn't responsible for. But basically between E five and E six you're staying in that in C O I C realm, right? And then if they're, like, grooming you for E7, like, hey, this person will be a good senior NCO, blah, blah, they'll put you in, like, different roles. But um, not a huge jump between E6 and E7, or between E5 and E6. But when when they put me in a section chief role and was pretty much like, you're the E7 now, like, in flight until our flight chief shows up, that jump for me, while I was still in e, I'm still in E6 now, but when I was in that position and I was having to go to all these meetings and go to staff meeting and do manning and all this stuff, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Yes. Like, like, I had no clue. I was learning rapidly, but I was able to take experience, maturity, like, um, just, I guess, Air Force time, really, and like find stuff for myself like go out and do the research learn like have the initiative to do those things and you have other people who are like oh well yeah but that's not my job because that's the master's like 
I just told that person to do it, you know? Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I don't want to, like, shit on fast burners because I think, like you said, I think there are far, like, few and far between fast burners who deserve the rank. Um, but, like, me personally, I have never in my career, and I've, in a few months I will have been in for 15 years, I've never in my career worked with a fast – okay, I lied. One person – one person in my career that I worked with that was a fast burner who burned through the ranks and was actually a good leader. One person in 15 years. And um, and that's tough because there's so many people that promote quick. Yeah. So for both of us, we were talking about this earlier, but um, so you, when you come in the Air Force, you start out as an E1, right? And the highest you can go is E9. So there's like a lot of that you travel through. So in our time, um, we've traveled through E1 and made it up to E7, which is crazy like to think that because I still don't like really think of myself as like, like you're the boss now, you know, like even before I'm an E7, but like, like you're the one who people are going to go to for help now. Um, But there are people who just like zoom through these ranks up and it's like, what are you doing here? You know, like we, it took us time. Like we didn't, we didn't make E5 the first time. Well, we didn't, did, no, you didn't make below the zone, did you? Oh, no. No, neither I one did, of us I made. I didn't make any rank the first time on, uh, until, until Master, Master Sergeant. Sergeant. Yeah. Same. Same. So, yeah, I didn't make below the zone um, because of some shit that took some hard lessons learned looking at mistakes that I've made and turning them around. Um, we talked about that on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, and then E5, it took me three times. E6, it took me three times. And E7, I got on the first try. Yeah. So, oof. It's, it's been a it, wild ride. Yes. Yes, it has. A good ride, but a wild ride. Yeah. I'm telling you, you're on your way to making chief. You're not going to want to retire. I am retiring. Well, you'll probably want to retire, but you won't. We'll see. You'll see. Uh, what What do we have? Where you at? Five years from now, when she we're gone. talking. <laughs> like, yeah, I just, I just realistic. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I, uh, I don't know, because when you put on, when you get selected for E seven, you have to sign a service commitment, right? Yes. Yep, when you go when you get selected uh for E seven, you have to you inquire in order to put on the rank you inquire uh active duty service commitment, which means you have to give the Air Force another two years on top of uh the enlistment that you're already at. So like for me, my enlistment uh was uh what was it? Fuck, I can't remember. Anyways, I I had to put on an extra two years so now I have to go up until at least 2024 mm-hmm. before I can get out or retire or anything like that. Um, when is the next leap year? I re-enlisted on a leap year. How stupid is that? So my date of separation is on February 29th. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like the one day of the year that comes like every four years. That's So whenever that happens again, that's my data separation. So I'll have to add two years on top of that. Right? Yes. Because I think mine is 
2024 now, so I would have to go to 2026. Which would still put me under 20. Yeah. Yep. Yep, so mine, mine is right before I hit my 20, where I have to serve before I can get out. Yeah. But, like, if we make senior, then we have to re-up for another two years if we want to wear the rank. Is senior two years? I I would imagine so. I mean, I haven't looked into it, but I think it's two years. For every rank? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's, uh, those will be hard decisions to make, um, and, you know, where, where life is at in two, four, five years from now, um, you know, my, my mind may have changed by then, but, like, as of where I sit today, even knowing that, like, I have a line number for E7, um, I have about five more years in me for the Air Force, (laughs) And then, you know, like I said, it could change. I could make senior, make chief. You know, those are possibilities, not outside of the scope of the realm, but um, definitely not not looking to stay in too far past 20 right now. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll see when we get there and we start planning a little bit more. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it would be nice to, like, just – be stable in one place i mean we're we're stable overall but like knowing that we're not going to move again like this would be our home base it would be nice but at the same time uh like i like the change every once in a while um that i like wearing the uniform uh and i honestly like just can't see picture myself doing anything else like outside the military for for a living like cool i don't know just the military it's it's so weird it's like when you're in the military at least in the the air force i I can't speak for like the army and marines and all that but in the air force uh in our job uh which falls more to the admin side right um but it's like there's a whole lot of different shit that you do Mm -hmm. other than just doing a job it consists of a whole bunch of things, and then at now putting on E7, uh, when like when you put it on and you take your own flight or your own squadron, because you could end up as an SEL somewhere. Yeah. Um, it's like it's a whole different ball game, and you're doing so much more other than just like hey, clocking into work. I'm gonna type on the keyboard for the rest of the day, and then I'm out at five or six or whatever the time is. Yeah. It's like there's just so much shit going on. Uh, and it sometimes it feels like you're just putting out fires left and right. Uh, sometimes it's really chill. And you're sending off emails. Other times you're like fucking arguing with people. It's just it's so much shit yeah. uh, that you really never, never truly know like what kind of shit you're gonna get into that day. Yeah, I just like I'm excited for it. I'm really looking like. Really looking forward to the growth that I have, but also knowing, like, like I said, there's, I'm fully aware that I still have so much to learn. And I think if, if you can't, like, find the humility to know that you're not 100% ready for that next rank, that you still have things to learn, that you can still grow, uh, I think that's when you become a dangerous leader. Yeah, so when uh, whenever... Whenever I found out I was going to make it, they, like, signed us up for uh, – it's called Senior NCO Professional Development. Mm-hmm. So it's basically like a 
like a one week uh, course that you go to and throughout that course you get all these senior leader speakers that come through and they they talk to you they give you insight on leadership and like all the shit that they've gone through right from the senior leader perspective and one of the things that always stuck with me um like uh one of the chiefs uh he was like uh how many of y'all are are nervous about putting on mass sergeant few of us raise our hands it's like how many so the rest of you are not like nothing like we're comfortable like those some of the general answers right like oh we're comfortable confident whatever he's like uh that's a dangerous position to be in because uh it's almost like you already know everything and when you think you know everything that it that makes you a dangerous leader yeah um and i was like i 100% agree with that like i've never been put in a position ever even if I was extremely confident in the job I was going into, never been put in a position where I'm like, damn, I have nothing else to learn here. <laughs> There's always something that you don't know. I mean, yeah, that's basically life in a nutshell. Like the day you stop learning, you basically stop living. Or if you think you know it all and you have nothing else to learn, like you are stupid. Yeah. Literally, like for real, you're stupid. I just... I think people get cocky, I guess would be the best word for it. It's like, yeah. like, oh, I've, I've already been, you know, I've already been flight chief and I've already been doing this. And it's like, cool. But like, you can be a tech sergeant flight chiefing and I guarantee you like 50% of the shit that happens in the senior NCO Corps you don't know about. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I don't want to say you're like shunned out if you're not a senior NCO, but like, Senior NCOs hold so much clothes to protect, to shelter from just being able to come to work and do your job. Uh, and I did. My eyes got opened up to so much shit where I was like, Oof. <laughs> like, like I knew there was the the machines moving behind the scenes, you know. Yeah. But you just don't realize how much stuff it is until until you're there. Yeah sometimes uh, yeah you look at it and you're like fuck how do i handle all this but you end up doing it like if you really want to you'll end up doing it you might you might stumble and fuck up quite a bit but eventually you're gonna learn it right if you're if you actually try but yeah like you were saying like yeah people do get cocky and you might go into a position that you've been at before, but every position is going to be different because you're going to have a different set of people, a uh, different set of leadership, a different set of um, accessibility to certain whatever it is, resources. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're going to have different challenges. So it's not going to be exactly the same as it was before. I mean, when I was at MTI, like that's how it was with each flight. Like it wasn't a cookie cutter. Like I couldn't do the exact same things I did with one flight that, um, and it wouldn't, it wouldn't work on another flight. Like there were have, there was going to be some things that I had to switch up because that was just like the temperament of the flight or how they learn best or whatever it was mm-hmm. where like one flight was like completely just fucking aggressive and go get it. So like you always had to be intense where the other flight was like, Hey, just communicate with me, tell me what to do and I'll fucking do it or give me a task and I'll figure out how to do it. Um, and we'll roll from there. And yeah, I think, one of the things that I that I am fully aware I need to work on is um, being able to work for different leaders, different types of leaders. Uh, because 
and I know this is a one blind spot for me and two an area for growth for me is when I find someone who leads different or who um who I just disagree with on a lot of things my initial reaction is okay I'll just mitigate the time I have to spend working with you um so the less I have to do to interact with you the better my day is going to be and I know that's the wrong answer as a leader. Yeah. I know the answer is I have to find a way to make that relationship work. Um, but right now in the position I'm in, like, I can kind of do that, but I have to change. Like, <laughs> I know it's something that I have to work on. Um, and it's uh, it's in my purview, but it's, it's there. <laughs> because sometimes, like, like, let's say we do go somewhere and I become a flight chief, you know, yeah. I could have, like, the shittiest leader possible that's my flight commander, and I'm just going to have to figure it out. <laughs> um, and it's being able to build a relationship and having that that communication where it's like, hey, um, because, you know, there are leaders that I can work with, and I'm like, hey, you, you need to understand that if you ask for my opinion, you're going to get it, and 90% of the time, you're probably not going to like it. But I'm going to give it to you, straight shooter, but I also understand, like, united front, right? Like, I don't have to agree with your decisions as a leader, but I have to understand that when you give your decisions, I have to back them up. I can't be like, this is fucking stupid, but we're going to do it anyway, yeah. <laughs> even if I'm thinking that. And I think I think that's another hard lesson that people learn. And that's hard. I, I struggled with that one. Like, there was sh- shit that I didn't always agree with, but, you know, when you take it to your subordinates, you got to sell it as... Your idea? <laughs> well, not necessarily your idea, just like something that you're supportive of, yeah. right? Or how it's going to be best for the team, how it benefits us as a whole. Yeah. And that's that's not easy to do. And that, even th- that's not a skill set that you've practiced or try to, to improve. It's hard to do it on difficult. the fly. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely one, like, I never, I rarely ever practice like being in the position I was, it was just like, kind of like you, like I kind of expressed how I felt like if I was asked um, or I just, I didn't give a shit really. Like if I didn't agree with whatever was being said, I was just kind of ignored it, like whatever. But when you put in that position as flight chief or uh, SEL or whatever, when you're in charge of people, it's kind of like, you have to pass it off as supportive mm-hmm. because ultimately that decision is being made above you and you have to carry it out. Yeah, it's definitely, um, I have some growing to do fully aware. Uh, need to, need to start focusing on that for myself. It's weird, but it's a whole nother world. Just, just like you were saying earlier, like the jump from E6 to E7, uh, is a whole lot bigger and more difficult than all the other jumps. Mm-hmm. Like from what I remember, like E5 to E6, just you were like saying it, there wasn't much change. Put on another stripe, but it was almost like you were doing the same thing, kind of filling in the same positions, right? You have the same task you had to do. Uh, so there wasn't that much of a difference. Um, E4 to E5, there was a small difference because that was like the first time where, at least in my case, that was the first time where, because I promoted him ex- amongst my peers that time also, and I became in charge of some of them. Uh, 
but the relationship didn't change that much. It kind of felt like I was still part of the crew, yeah. right? Because I had still people above me fucking chewing my ass out or whatever it was, like getting on my case. Uh, so it wasn't that much of a difference. But this one, uh, I was talking to one of uh, one of uh, our leadership, and they were like, "It, it gets lonely, like uh, not literally lonely, but." because your circle becomes so much smaller on because you can't just shoot the shit like that with people like how you used to when they were your peers um for because you might say the wrong thing or you might uh, be cast in the wrong light or yet perceive the wrong way any of those things right so you have to be careful the way you interact with people yeah. after that and you it's hard to just be yourself I mean, you could be yourself as a leader, but to just be yourself as a person, it doesn't. It's not the same. I think if it that becomes makes hard sense. to like um, to find a network outside of the job, because like when you're an NCO, you know, there's a lot of staffs and techs running around that you can like hang out with. You know, like shoot the shit with, go have a glass of wine, just you know, be. Uh, an NCO and a human being with and then you put on senior NCO and sometimes you're the only senior NCO in your whole squadron yeah and you can no longer go hang out with these people and so you have like yourself and that's it like you're it yeah it's like you have to find other senior NCOs around base or wherever it is it's a it's an interesting feat um but yeah I'm I'm excited for it yeah it's going to be fun. Hectic, but fun. fun. <laughs> yes, we'll see. Hopefully we'll get more good news soon and figure out where we're going. Oh, my gosh, that's the next thing. It is. That's the other thing with you putting on Master Now, our options have uh, minimized. It's funny. People keep asking me. They're like, so do you get more options? If Well, I didn't, re- I didn't find out I was selected for promotion until this evening. So even today, people were like, you know, if if you find out you make master, like, does that open up more doors? And I'm like, no, it closes so many doors. <laughs> um, because, you know, the higher you go up, the less positions there are. And that's just the reality of it. Um, like, imagine if we both make senior. Like, we're not going to be able to go anywhere. The Pentagon. Yeah. It'll be strange <laughs> because as soon as you make senior, if there's not a position in your unit, which typically there's not, because... Uh, you'll be moved out and that means you either get moved out to somewhere else on base and there's not that many positions uh, or you just PCS. So that would be like if I made senior and then the very next year you made senior or you made senior and then the very next year I made senior. It's like, is that a constant move or is something going to be figured out to keep us on the same base? I think it would be very difficult if we were in the same unit and one of us made senior because that's that's a senior enlisted leader position and you know you could never be a senior enlisted leader in a squadron that I was in yeah we or would definitely we would definitely be moved out but i like i don't think we would be in the same unit again that this was like a what like a unique position where we could be in the same squadron but with the squadron being so big and having so many flights 
it was easy to it's keep like a us bunch of mini squadrons within a squadron yeah it was yeah. easy to keep us in the same unit yeah um and that's why our, our our pool got so small because um really they have to find somewhere to be able to keep us separate the entire time yeah it's just so tough. we're not raiding against each other and yeah the same job things. same rank uh yeah it's just not easy yeah be like that sometimes maybe it's it's a good problem to have it is <laughs> yeah so it's not like we're complaining but it, it's a good problem to have so yeah so yeah hopefully the next uh couple months we find out where we're going hopefully it's a place that we picked or was in our top two chief texted senior today to ask about it so hopefully we'll have an answer by tomorrow well That's shit weird Okay. Not like about where we're going, but about if we get to pick the place that we want to go. Well, yeah. And if not, then we just fall into the the masses. We fall into the cycle with everybody else. Mm-hmm. Bunch of peasants. <laughs> <laughs> but now, um, I think one of the things that was kind of, that I was holding back on, pumping the brakes on was, um, was if I'm 87, because it, it closes so many doors, um, but it also opens a lot. You know, it opens up positions that I wasn't eligible for before yeah. that I will be now. Um, so we'll see. I'm excited for the change. Positive. Positivity. Yeah. No, it's a good thing. It's a totally a good thing. Nothing but good news. Good news. Good news. So right. more expensive house. That's what I'm hearing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> see? This is this is why. <laughs> uh, I was just Josh. <laughs> okay. You gave me a budget. I'm not surpassing the budget. <laughs> All right. Ballin. I think we can stop it there. All right. You ready? I'm ready. Master Sergeant. Master Sergeant. You're the Master Sergeant. So are you, technically. Not yet. Not official. <laughs> it's Facebook official. Um, that makes it Master the most Sergeant official. Master Sergeant Select. Are you going to put that in your... No. <laughs> oh. Master Sergeant Select, in parentheses, that means I'm a tech sergeant. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. All right. Peace Scouts out, Cub Scouts. Peace out, Cub Scouts. We'll see you all next week. Later.